Hello and welcome to the Pig Profits podcast. My name is Stuart and I am your host. Uh, I've created this podcast just to give people some real hands-on knowledge of the pig industry, how they can increase their profits, ideas to think about um, when you're going about your pig farm. And I thought doing it in a podcast way would help people to be able to get on with their day whilst listening to some information that's what i generally like to do i like to listen to a lot of different podcasts from history to how to's to all sorts of things so i thought i'd share my wealth of knowledge on pig farming so where do you start if you're just thinking about pigs well why even pigs in the first place here's a few good reasons they are very prolific you compare it to a cow which might have one calf possibly two a year sheep might have two or three lambs a year a sow could possibly have over 30 yeah you heard me right 30 three zero how do you get to this figure well sows commercial sows can produce over two litters a year that's what it works out to so it works out some can produce maybe about 2.4 litres a year so if you do 2.4 times 14 you're getting well over 30 and 14 you know is exceptional but it's not unusual in terms of litter size also a little piglet can produce can um, increase over its lifetime over a kilo a day I've seen pigs do over a kilo a day from birth which is phenomenal absolutely phenomenal to have something that will grow so fast just you know it's a very cheap way to produce protein and when they've sort of you know about five months old they're well over 100 kilos in live weight you could probably well if you sort of good five to six months you could probably get a pig that kills out at about 85 kilos and that's 85 kilos you can sell um, so if you start and then if you times that by 30 over a year that's, that starts working out as quite a lot of money coming in you know in terms of selling pigs so we've learned that they're prolific they grow fast they can also be used to cultivate land so you can send them into sort of rough ground or and and they'll go around and they'll root up all the weeds and they'll eat anything and they'll just turn it all over and make it great for crops following behind them also they're quite easy to handle you don't need dogs you don't need a quad bike you can control most of them just with some sort of board and possibly a few friends to help you move them around so what are the downsides to keeping pigs well feed is going to be your biggest expense they eat a lot of food obviously they grow exceptionally fast but then they eat a lot of food and if you want to get the best out of your pigs you have to give them top quality food and that food is pretty much human grade food they need wheat they need barley they need soya they need minerals they need oils they need all sorts so that is why keeping pigs is expensive also another downside is there's net well in the uk they offer grants for keeping like 
you know, cows and sheep and stuff, but they don't offer anything for pig or poultry. They probably think it's, well, they're actually making a profit, so we don't have to help them out. Um, yeah, which... Well, you know, I don't know which side of the fence you lie on, farming grants or government aid, but, um, you know, I think as long as as long as long um, the markets are fair, there shouldn't be any real need to look for handouts. The other negative thing is price. Like with all aspects of farming, well, pretty much all aspects like milk and poultry and all sorts, the price you get for your pork, if you're doing it the main way where you're selling it to a meat producer or something like that um, you're just told what you get per kilo that's it you get told well if it's a good animal and achieves our top Q grade then you'll get X if it's if it's outside of our parameters and we'll make deductions per kilo and that's it there's no negotiation there's no saying well hang on I'm sending you some really cracking animals here I want an extra 20 pence a kilo it's, that's it, you just get told what, what you're having and that's it, what they're going to pay you, and there's no negotiation. Which is ultimately why a lot of these industries are in a poor way, because they've snookered themselves, they've become so large because they think, well, producing more pigs, more animals, um, means more profits. If we're only getting £5 a profit per pig, then we need to produce an extra 1000 a year to make more money. But they've put themselves in a position where they have to sell the pigs they have every single week there's no hanging around because if they if they said well hang on this isn't a good price for them we're gonna sit on our pigs for another couple of weeks they wouldn't be able to do it that's an extra couple hundred pigs eating an extra couple of kilos every single day and in a system which is designed for weekly movements and so they would soon come unstuck So what sort of attributes do you need to run a pig farm? Well, I think you have to be very self-reliant. You have to be able to put yourself outside your comfort zone and learn all the skills necessary so that you can overcome any emergencies. So, basic understanding of mechanics, electrics. You need to look at what equipment you have or think you'd use and could you get it working? If it broke, could you fix it? Could you get it working because often as we've discussed you'll have a lot of pigs you'll have a lot of numbers you need to be able to keep them all fed as efficiently as possible I'll tell you a little story um, it's really difficult on pig farms to get trades people to come in because you imagine they, they used to go into to warm houses or they used to uh, you know maybe go into a little building site where they got you know catering rooms and all this sort of stuff and they're just working with a bunch of other builders and it's all you know easy going and whatever else whereas they turn up to a pig farm and you've got these animals that if they go in a pen with a pig it's trying to eat them and the smell and the dust maybe flies in the summertime there's you know there's all sorts of things which they're generally is outside their comfort zone so anyways one day in our meal we had a problem with a part of it that worked the augers um, I think it's called a conductor this electric thing that you know it moves as, as power gets through it it moves and anyways it packed in electrician came had a look at it and said yeah you need a new one I was like okay great when can you fill it um, might be the next week sometime you know he was very vague and I was like 
but we need this. If we kind of don't have this, then we can't feed our pigs. And he little shrugged his shoulders and left. So I decided there was no harm in having a look myself. I took the thing apart, cleaned it all up, and got the thing working that day. So there was no need to hand ball food into all the pens, and it saved us hours and hours and hours. Probably saved us, well, until he turned up, probably saved us about 50 hours worth of work, which we would have had to do. All because I was I was prepared to take something apart and give it a bash, and that's essentially what you need to do. It might not be a perfect fix, it might be a farmer bodge, it might be held up with a bit of baling twine, but as long as you can keep the wheels rolling, then that's the sort of attitude you need. You also need to be obviously good with animals, it goes without saying. And it's not that you're just sort of, you know, you're kind and you're making them, you know, a lovely fluff, a lovely breakfast every morning and you're reading them a bed night story every night. It means you need to be able to watch them, decide is there problems, is a pig on well, are they acting or behaving differently, even slightly off, and you have to be able to jump in and investigate. After I'd maybe had the weekend off and someone else had been looking after them, I would often make sure I went and saw every single pen and pigs and just had a little look, just to make sure there was nothing that stood out to me as, you know, they were lacking in something. And sometimes you would. Some Obviously, people on the weekends, they're rushing around, they're trying to get home as quickly as possible, and they miss things. They might run past a pen of pigs and the feeder all looks filled up from the top you can see the top and you see the food mounting up but they've not actually gone in and checked this feed at the bottom and it's blocked up and those pigs as soon as you walk in you can tell they're hungry you can tell they are looking at you like feed me um or maybe there's just a problem with a water drinker and it's working but it's just very it's very slow and maybe it's a bit blocked up or all sorts of things i've come across pigs before where i've seen a pig and it just stood out as not not acting or behaving quite properly and I'm just thinking what's wrong with it and I'm looking and I can see its feet all look good I can't see anything on it and I think right well I'm still not I'm still not confident with that pig so I'm just going to grab it get out of the pen and have a proper look at it away from the other pigs and I did that and it, once one time it had like a legion just a legion like um I don't know if it had been bitten by another pig but just in a real awkward little place that you wouldn't have seen unless I got the thing out of the pen so I was able to treat it, look after it, and it fully recovered and was back to normal. But it's about spotting these things and not just walking away or going, oh, I'm not quite sure. It's about saying, right, there is something off here. I'm going to stay here and figure it out. And sometimes it's quick and easy fixes or sometimes it's more complicated fixes. Sometimes it might be something to do with your ventilation or it could be something to do with insulation. Or it could be numbers in a pen or it could be certain pigs in that pen that are upsetting the rest of them it takes time it takes a long time but it's well worth uh, well worth investigating so, so now maybe a boring part of figures you really need to be on top of figures not just well including price of feed um, growth rates of animals you've got to keep track of your sales and be really well, that's really important keeping track of sales because you need to know what how they're performing are they having good litters are litters 
a good size, are they good mothers, um, how many are born alive, how many have weaned, how well they're eating. Um, you need to look, obviously we said about pigs, how fast they're growing, because if you know all these figures then you can make predictions. You can then say right we're going to need this much food this year, well based on what we're currently doing we can order this or that or we maybe need to say okay well fine that sow isn't performing, this isn't a very good sow and um, although it's hard to do you might need to say well we need to get rid of that sow because it's costing us money, it's going to cost us X amount of money this year and we're only going to get X number of pigs back and that means we're not going to get a profit if we keep the animal or we could sell it now and you know recoup our losses so being good with figures obviously prices you're paying for things price you're paying for medication price you're paying for straw equipment you have to be on top of everything and know what everything costs you because pig farming is not a cheap game like we've said already pigs eat a lot of food food's your biggest expense and it's equivalent to human grade food so you need to be on top of the figures so you're not wasting a drop and also it just gives you targets as well so you can say well look this this batch of pigs we're gonna try and which we're gonna try and wean X number or we're gonna try and get them through our system by X date or you know this year we want to aim for producing this many pigs and we can do that because we know we're putting in extra sales at this end or that end or you know, so you have to you have to enjoy figures, I think, and I I did. I used to enjoy the figures. I used to enjoy some of the sort of complicated calculations as to how much food we were going to need for this year or that year, or how well we were doing, how fast the pigs were growing. I used to enjoy some of these things. And along with those sorts of figures, you need to be a scientist because one of the best things about farming livestock is they're different. Every day is different. Every batch of pigs is different, they all behave differently. But you can make improvements, you can do things, and if you're doing it in like a scientific way, you can monitor the progress, you can then um, record the figures, and then you can, over time, go back to those figures, or say, for example, you could be saying, right, we want to monitor how fast the pigs are growing. So we'll do a batch, we'll weigh them, we'll tag, or maybe we'll just tag 10, we'll write the numbers on and we'll say, right, pick one, weighed this at this stage, and weighed that at three weeks later, weighed that at five weeks after that, and then weighed that before we sent it on a lorry. Um, and then you can say, right, well, next time we're going to, this one batch of pigs, we're going to change things. We're maybe going to give them this type of food for a few days longer, or we're going to implement some other sort of we're gonna maybe do one less movement so it we move it one less panel rather than having a mixed batch of pigs we're gonna say right we're gonna split up the gilts from the boars and then see how fast they grow and if that makes a difference and if you're doing that all in a scientific way you have figures to back up your decisions and you can because it's all very well sometimes to say oh i know just sexing pigs as after you've weaned them and then splitting them up is much beneficial is is more beneficial for the growth rates it's one thing saying that but it's another thing saying well hang on this is what we're doing because we've got the figures to back up what we think we think it's better and hey hey presto we've got the figures and these pigs were put on a kilo extra a week compared with not doing it and it just gives you confidence in your decisions and that and 
because you might have an idea that, that you've no one's ever told you about or you've just sort of come to that conclusion yourself and you think is it going to be a good idea or not is it going to harm me or is it going to help me and if you record the figures and you know what your figures are you'll be able to come up with the evidence to say yes it's a good thing or no it's a bad thing after the fact the only word of caution i'd say is and generally everyone will tell you this it, well, and it, it applies to all lots of aspects in life like especially when you you know trying to like improve right let's say you're on a diet some people say you've got to do excellent you know do 10 different things no just do one thing and see if it makes a difference and then if you've got the proof to say actually that does make a difference then you can change something else so just stick at one thing at a time get the figures get the evidence and then move on from there so i think i'll leave it there for today's rant i hope you enjoyed it or well, I hope you're going to enjoy it because I plan to talk you through everything. I think in the next episode I'm going to talk about uh, what type of sow you should get, what type of breed of pig you should get, because obviously there's many different breeds. If you listen to your few Hugh Fernley Wittenstools and some of the people online, they'll just tell you that you need to have some sort of incredibly rare old breed of pig and for some reason it's amazing. But hey, hopefully I can talk to you and convince you otherwise. So we'll leave it at that and I'll see you on the next episode. Thank you.